0: Welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We are your co hosts, Master Healer Ariella Halevi and Rabbi Dr. Baruch Halevi, Rabbi B., your healer and guide on the journey of life.
1: In this podcast, we will explore all things spirituality, meaning, and healing from Kabbalah and the healing of your soul to shamanic energy work and the healing of your past, from ancient wisdom traditions to guide your spirit to modern tools to live your life.
0: The Soul Center podcast will empower you to discover your soul's purpose and inspire you to live a soul-centered life. And don't forget to check out Rabbi B's newest podcast, The Defiant Spirit. You can find it at mysoulcenter.org or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now, on to our show Hey all, welcome to the Soul Centered Podcast. We are excited today to talk to you about a topic that we just came up with, but we've been talking about it for 50 years, which is get the stuck out of here.
1: <laughs> so we, what does that mean? What does that mean? So we want you to join us today because in all times of our lives, every single one of us, you, us, everybody, we have felt stuck where you think you're on this path and you're going towards wherever you're going and all of a sudden everything stops and you have no idea where you're going and you feel like someone pulled pulled the shades you know, over the window and you don't know where to turn. And so in today's podcast, we're going to talk about how to get unstuck.
0: Get unstuck. You know, um, we had a t- different topic we were going to talk on. We'll save it for a rainy day. And Ariella came in and she just looked stuck over the topic and so we said let's just talk about getting unstuck so here we are and that's partially you know what we have to do is listen to um the universe listen to the rhythms the vibes how much time i you know i teach the enneagram as you know i'm not gonna go down this path and um as an enneagram eight my response to being stuck is to push forward right charge ahead but when the universe says no, and I don't listen, I'm not getting unstuck. I'm just moving forward in my stuckness.
1: Right. I think the point of feeling stuck is, and i you know, it's important to take our own advice. The point of feeling stuck is to, to, you know, that, that saying when there's a fire, stop, drop and roll. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's from our childhood. But yes. Yeah. Yeah
1: stop drop and feel i'm pretty
0: sure i haven't heard that since i use it all the time
1: (laughs) i use it all the time stop like when you feel stuck your tendency is to go forward well i'm going to just kind of push forward but however when you get when you feel stuck the important thing to do is to stop because we can make decisions based on our stuckness that don't really fulfill us and may be a mistake if we're not really in the flow, it's important to not be in the flow. So stop what you're doing. Drop what you're doing, right? If you're in the middle of a project or you're in a work project or you're doing a video and you feel stuck, it's not going to come through. You always tell me this. Don't do a video if you feel stuck. That's why I'm doing a video. I'm feeling stuck. <laughs> Don't do it. So drop everything you're doing and then feel, meaning open to the stuckness. Where, why do you feel stuck? What is it, what is it about? Do you need to go talk to somebody about it? Do you need to go by yourself and write about it? Do you need to express yourself? What is it that makes you feel so stuck?
0: Good points. Um, Partially, you know, I think it's a confusion between the difference between movement and flow, right? Just because you're moving doesn't mean you're being unstuck, you know, whereas Wayne Dyer talks about human doings, right? And we're taught in so many different ways that we're supposed to stay in perpetual motion, constant motion, do something. Don't just, you know, don't just sit there, do something, which is why one of my favorite books is by Sylvia Borstein, who wrote, don't just do something, sit there, which is what you're saying, because oftentimes the pathway to get unstuck starts with stopping the movement, the noise, I think of it as the um, snow globe. I use this with clients a lot. You just shake it up, and it's like you can't even see through it. And just give it some time; it'll settle down, right?
1: Yes. However, easier said than done. That's true. Because what happens when we're stuck is that we want to, we want to move forward. We want to push, and we don't like sitting in our shadows. Really, I mean, we. I think Brene Brown might have said this. I can't remember where I got it from, but I think she said we wear our busyness as a badge of honor. And and you could fill a whole stadium full of like addicts that are are addicted to busy because if you're doing a video and if you're producing because I can see all over your whole desk is like production there's just so much going on here that you're not seeing all of you <laughs> I'm not the one who's stuck <laughs> but my point is yes, I feel a little stuck but the point is is that it's it's important to understand that as a a society in a world where we are supposed to be creators above anything else, everything else, we are supposed to move forward. We are, we are in a society that teaches us to move forward. When we lived in Israel, the most beautiful thing, and they're doing it right now, right now is the middle of Passover, right? It's the, the week of Passover and Israel is filled with families that are not working. They're taking the week off and every, and every year it's, you know, it's packed because everyone's going on a hike.
0: The exact same time. Yeah. Very small place. The
1: highways are so crowded. So in some ways it's like maddening, but what's so beautiful is the whole country stops. And before the Sabbath, before Shabbat on Friday, many people don't, you know, it's kind of their Saturday. They don't work on Friday and they work in their home to make sure that by Friday night, their world stops. And it is so beautiful as a collective to build that into society, to know that when you're stuck, well, you have pockets of quiet so that you can get unstuck. And I, I find it, <clears throat> excuse me, challenging in our Western world, in a world that tells us to keep moving forward. I just did a video on the, I'm Sorry, I'm talking too much. I just did a video on the divine feminine. And when we are taught to push and push and push, especially when we're stuck, we push out the intuition and our intuition and our emotions can teach us how to get unstuck if we're willing to say no to that pushing.
0: So we do the opposite, not always, because there are certain Enneagram types that need to push that need right action that are stuck because they're literally stuck, right? Enneagram nine gets stuck in immovability. That's not the word. Immo- Mo- immobility. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need action, but most types need inaction to quiet down, or I guess they do too. They just need to be present and not lose themselves in Netflix or a book or something. Right. But once you get to that quiet place, to that physically settled place. Now let's move forward, right? Because there is something that you're intuiting, I think, which it's not about movement. It's about flow. It's not about staying in motion, but but divine motion or, you know, a deeper kind of uh, energy is part of the universe. You know, the Kabbalists, the mystics talk about um, idolatry isn't bowing down to totem poles. It's doing things that are stuck, Right. So if you're going through the motions of something, but you're not really in it, you're not feeling it, you're not on the inside of it, that's a form of idolatry. You're just doing the job, right? But your heart isn't in it. And there's no creativity. Right. Then that's the idolatry because there's a stuckness, there's no vitality to it.
1: Right. So the key is to pause and wait until the flow comes back okay. now again sometimes it's easier said than done because we still have to pay the bills and we still have to take carpool and we still have to tend to whatever we're tending to but the point is in a perfect world or in the small pockets is to I think it's I think it is like what the mystics say you know finding that that gem finding that where that flow is is key I also think it's trusting that it will come back because part of the problem is when we're in the flow, we're like, of course we're doing this. Of course, this is amazing. But when you're stuck, I mean, being stuck is equals lack of trust. Typically Mm -hmm. most people that I counsel that I do healing work with and myself and that I've been around is like in, can you truly trust that the flow will come back? right if you are stuck
0: and can you trust and can you stay open to the unknown because i'm working with um somebody who's um gone going through a retirement i work with a lot of people going through retirement or going into retirement and the natural reaction almost invariably is to recreate what i was doing in this next chapter maybe it's downsized or it's taking my skills and it's And what happens invariably is it just feels stuck, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's done. It needs to be laid to rest. It's time to reimagine, to reinvent, to find that thing that you want to do. Well, they don't take the time if they're not conscious to listen, to sit, to trust that there will be something worthy of their energy. So they just recreate the problem or recreate the past. And that feels stuck.
1: Right. You know, it's putting a Band-Aid on the real issue is like... I'm going to move forward in the way that I always know how, in the way that I was taught, in the way that I worked for so many years. Because
0: I don't want to stop.
1: Right. Because it's scary. So what happens when we stop is that all those feelings come rushing up. And the question is, can you sit with all the feelings that are coming up? We've all been through it. You know, the feelings that when I'm stuck, it's like, oh, I'm not worthy, or I'm not this, or I'm not that, you're not enough, or it's lack of trust, or it's lack of faith that you will move forward. But, and this is the kicker is like, what if we move forward in a very different way? What if the path looks really, really different? Our world has changed immensely. And the things that we used to do two years ago, invariably do not work in the way that we're trying to recreate it now. We cannot be who we were. And this is just taking COVID as an example. We cannot be who we were two years ago. I have clients that have been almost housebound for two years and they're trying to recreate. I'm just going to go back to who I was two years ago. And then every moment they get a stop. Nope, you can't do this. Nope, you can't do this. Nope, you're older. You can't do this. And everything in life has changed. How do you have the faith and the trust that what you're moving towards is actually quite beautiful and, and, and it's going to awaken you more and it's going to deepen you, but you're not there yet. You're on a bridge and you're not over the bridge yet.
0: And so that, but that's the idolatry piece of, uh, this is what I've known. I'm going to try and recreate it again because it's safe. It's secure. It's right. And what we're talking about is, can you pause? Can you be in the unknown? can you have faith? And then when it presents itself, will you be ready to follow it, which takes courage. right? And that um, is easier said than done. But for me, it comes back to this moment. There's this moment um, when I, I'm stuck, whether it's writing or creating a product or something. And I have to trust that I'll get back into my a- imagination. Because for me, when I can't see it, I'm, I'm like a visionary type i need to be able to see where i'm going i get i get scared mm-hmm. i get scared like it's never coming back and this is my permanent residence and then the fear i can just feel the fear spinning right. down and i got to come back to and the kabbalists say that the word for human being which you know is adam adam in hebrew is the same word for imagination adamé, i will imagine so we, you know, that's our gift as human beings that animals and, you know, other species don't have. We have the ability to imagine a better possible future, reality. Mm-hmm. We have to trust that that is who we are and it will manifest.
1: Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And for me, it's when I feel stuck, like if I'm in the flow, I can I can hear like the the, the sound and the voice of God within me. Right? So it's coming at it a little differently, but I think we're saying the same thing. When I'm in the flow, there's I walk out to my outside my door and I just see magic like so many things just excite me. And I feel like I'm living heaven on earth. It's as if like I am the creator with the creator. And I'm just like what I just, I'm like, what's next? This is so amazing. And then when you feel stuck and actually it's funny because what I found is being in the flow, especially in the last few years, That stuck feeling is so much more difficult because when you've experienced so much creation and creativity and flow, then the actual feeling, the feeling of being stuck is it's so sad. (laughs) I don't know why it's like more sad to me now than ever before, possibly because I lived in the stuck for so long. And now that there's flow, it just feels like so, so sad to be there. But I understand, and I think we all understand that it's a necessary part of life in order to grow up and into the next thing.
0: Yeah, and it can't be flow all the time, or else it's unsustainable. The earth doesn't work that way. You know, life doesn't work that way. And it gets scary when the flow stops. Will it come back? You know, as a writer, I feel this sometimes when I'm like, oh my God, what if I can never write again? Like I go through these periods of journaling. It's just like, I can't get enough. I'm journaling, journaling. Then I go through weeks on end where it's like, I got nothing to say. And I don't know if I'll ever write again. I go through, I've gone through this for 25 years and then I'll sit down and here's my new next book. Here's my thing. Right. Right. And it's, it's like the universe is testing you to see if you're willing to participate in the rhythms and and know that this is cyclical. There's rhythms here because there's an arrogance. Otherwise, like I want to be the creator all the time. Well, like that's not creation
1: that's manic
0: that's something else
1: it's true i mean look at the seasons of the jewish calendar we're in the middle of passover and it's all about like really releasing yourself from the bonds of slavery and the slavery is the the beliefs and the wounds that you keep yourself in the shadows that you believe about yourself and you know if we stayed in that space if we stayed in the stuck place forever we would, we would be destitute. We would be, it would always, it would always suck.
0: <laughs> so, so, but the um, slaves, it says that they're, they're slaves because of Avodak, kashav the Kotser Ruach. They were so lost in their backbreaking work, mm-hmm. right? And Kotser Ruach, they were cut off from the flow. Ruach is spirit or flow. And so that's, you know, if you, that's slavery. That's, that's losing yourself in the fear. And getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So that's exactly what you're saying. Right. Right. Coming back to that place of flow. Well, this is the process of how you get back there. Faith and trust.
1: I do think it's this co-creation, this relationship with the divine. Like really, like you said, you know, sometimes you're in the flow and you're writing and you're writing and you're writing. And then you have writer's block and you're stuck. And so what do you do with that when you're in that stuck place? It's like in a marriage. You know, you're in the flow. what, what,
0: What? How did we just end up in a stuck marriage?
1: <laughs> whoa, 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 what? It <laughs> <laughs> oh, always really makes me laugh. Every podcast, which is good. When we're when you're in the flow in a marriage, like this is the most amazing man I've ever oh, met.
0: Keep going, you're in the flow.
1: <laughs> and then he does something to make you so <laughs> mad. He actually doesn't, he hasn't done that in a long time. We could have a whole podcast on our marriage. Um, but you know, and then you get to that place where you feel like is this going to come back? And you know, thank goodness so far it's come back. But you get to that questioning place. It's a relationship. You don't just walk out the door every time something happens. You trust that you will get back to that space. Now, obviously not everyone gets back to that space in their marriages, but it is it's with a child and and parent relationship. It's with anything unless it's something that needs to be left. Right. But It's the relationship with the divine is very much the same. And I think that that is a big issue, at least for my clients, is recognizing that it isn't all about the messages that we receive, because what happens when we go outside or we're in the flow and we don't receive the messages? Does that mean the divine left? No, it means that that the divine, the flow or the divine relationship is a relationship. It's an ebb and flow. And we need to ask and be open when we're feeling that stuck place. We need to ask and be open for spirit's help.
0: That's when I do my some of my best work with clients, by the way, is not when it's really high and like we're jamming and, you know, like there's just so much good stuff or when it's really low and there's a shattering and there's so much to work through. It's kind of the boring times, the mundane times, the can you stick it out? You know, the clients that I work with that really just ride that, they're committed to a longer process. Right. And they're, there's almost like the saying to me, to the universe, to themselves, I'm all in. And I think that that's really a part of the catalyst for change, almost like the universe is testing us in some of these moments. Are you really all in? You know, um, Seth Godin, who's a marketing guru, wrote, wrote a book called The Dip. And he talks about there's a dip built into everything, whether you're starting a new business or a new relationship or anything you want. There's an exciting period Mm -hmm. and then there's a cooling off period and then there's a dip. Right. And the dip is built into the fabric of creation to keep people who aren't serious out. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if it was easy, nobody would do it and it would just not be meaningful. But that dip is there in some ways to kind of test or challenge or see the level of sincerity.
1: Yeah. it's your commitment. It's true. Um, when I, when you, I, when you did the dip, what I saw inside the dip were all of our, not ours, but like collective old beliefs, Or right? Because what happens in the dip or the shadow no, go back to those. is that you go backwards into your roots of what you learned to be unhealthy of all the things that you were taught that if you're in the dip, then you're not good enough. Or if you're in the dip, you know, you're not producing enough. You're not you're not going to make enough like all of those old beliefs come up. And so it is an opportunity, right? This is the commitment, this is the relationship. When you're in that dip, what's coming up for me? Oh, well my unworthiness is coming up and I if I'm not producing, but what if you took that time to look really look at those shadows? I mean, that's what I do is really help women look at the roots of where you come from. Some of that are old beliefs mm-hmm. that really, A, aren't ours. They're our old ancestors. They're our generational beliefs. And they're the stuff that we grew up with that no longer serve us. So, if, so I imagine, you know, <clears throat> you always make fun, but like 2020 is like this, it's like this unbelievable potent energy right? It's, it's very potent. It's filled. It's like living in Israel 24 seven, because for us, Israel has amazing, intense energy. And the energy that we're living in right now is very intense. They're filled with like high, high highs and very, very deep lows, those dips. And if you can look at those dips as an opportunity to get back up there, right? Because if you want to get back up there, connected in the flow, you have to be willing to be present down here. And that's by looking at your stuff, healing those roots, pulling the weeds like of your garden and really letting yourself blossom and flow.
0: I can hear somebody out there saying, you know, like, how do you know, right? Like where's that moment when you know you're in the dip and you're going, how do I know I'm going back to my old patterns or beliefs or whatever, because it's, it's a trickster, you mm-hmm. know, like it's subtle. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be a jerk, right? That's my old way. No, it's right. a slow pull. Uh, when the fear, you know, it's like a darkness descends, it doesn't just turn dark outside, like there's a process. And pretty soon you look up and you're like, it's dark. Right. And And I think that's kind of part of the process. So, but you know it when you're wearing old shoes. Right. Like I, I would, I have new running shoes and they feel so good because they're new. Um, and then I put on my old ones cause they look the same and I re- was running in my fever. Like, ugh, these are old right. shoes. Like right. how did I ever run in these? And, and I think the same is true with some of these patterns, right? Some of these behaviors, it just feels old mm-hmm. and it, you can't go back. Right. right. You can, you do great damage though, because right. you can't unknow once your eyes have been open to the fact that they're old shoes and I have felt better shoes right? and that ain't these. Right.
1: I think that is what I've read and felt. And, and when I'm in my healing sessions, people say a lot, you know, the hard part about waking up or being on a spiritual path is that you can't go backwards. You know, in some ways we used to have a neighbor that was so numb, you know, it was, it was, I was almost like envious of how numb she could go (laughs) and, um, and it's like, God, it's just some once in a while, I just don't want to feel every little thing. But the truth is, like, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't feel every little thing. And well, you
0: can't tune down some emotion right. without tuning it's, it all down. It's, it's,
1: it's like when you open to this whole big idea of flow, you have to be willing to feel the valleys, those dips, so that you can so you can get higher. So you can feel the flow even more. And so being on a spiritual path is not pretty and and rosy all the time. It doesn't mean I'm on a spiritual path and now God is going to send me messages every single day and it's going to be in the flow every day. It means you have to heal old wounds. You have to release the behaviors of others. You have to be willing to stand for yourself and shine your light, which is hard for some people. And you have to be willing to stand in your relationships and heal you know the relationships that you've had and and the ones that are here to teach you so being on a spiritual path means like the highs are going to be awesome and the lows are going to be low in order to get you back up there
0: um i read a quote once by Shogyang Trungpa, who's the founder of shambhala and um, the rope institute a great buddhist thinker anyways he said um he was asked in some lecture something about starting a spiritual journey and he said if you haven't started yet it's better not to start, <laughs> but if you have started, you better damn well finish. Yeah. And I think about that because in some ways, like don't call me, don't call you. If you really don't want to look at your life and right. and look at yourself and look at your choices and take responsibility, And but once you do, there's no turning back. You can't just then shut the door, right? Once you open your eyes and look and yourself in the mirror, you better damn well finish and that's the work of a lifetime um and then the people who i meet who are swimming in the dip oftentimes have gotten to this point where they're not going back like maybe they will for a little while but you get to a certain point and the type of person who's listening to this podcast is saying you know i I can't go back so how do i go forward well i think that you know all these different things we're talking about is how you go forward but go forward
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: when the time is right, after you've sat, after you've done the work, after you've gotten clear, and it's not just pushing, it's not just movement, it's actual flow, go forward, take action. I say this to clients all the time. Don't wait for all the lights to turn green before you hit the gas pedal. You'll just sit there forever. You just take the first light. And if you know you're going this way, turn left if you got the arrow, take it, keep moving. That's a different type of movement than busy movement.
1: Well, and I'll say it in kind of like my healing language is follow the divine breadcrumbs. You don't have to know the end game. You don't have to know where the flow will start, what it's going to look like. You don't have to know any of that. All you have to do is follow the divine breadcrumbs that you are led to step by step by step. Every day you can receive that message in order to get out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that messages are always going to be filled with beauty, but the end game is always beauty. When you get back in the flow, it is beauty. It's like it's like being that, you know, you're in that cocoon phase and then you become this beautiful butterfly. You can't go backwards into the cocoon.
0: You can. You can't damage.
1: Right. Like you can't go back into the womb, right? You can hide, but really like, it's not about going backwards. It's about moving forwards and seeing yourself as this gorgeous butterfly that is going to like spread her wings and see what's out there. But it's not always going to be like sunny
0: and you'll never know the ultimate meaning. You know, Victor Frankl talks a lot about if you sit around waiting for How do I know, though? How do I know it's my purpose? How do I know this is the one? How do I know blah, blah, blah? You don't. You won't. You can't. But you can know the meaning of the moment. And you listen to the meaning of the moment. And if the moment is meaningful, right? If that arrow is green, if the breadcrumbs are there, you just take it. And that's an act of faith saying there will be more. And if there aren't, I have now trust in the process and I'll just sit in the dip. And know that this too shall pass. Right. But there's meaning in this moment and the moment's all you got. And the rest of it is just speculation and fantasy. It hasn't happened. Here it is right here, right now.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs> and so with that, we end our podcast on get the stuck out of here, which I quite like. Um <laughs> You can learn everything you wanted to know about us and more over at mysoulcentered.org, um, since people can check out at this point. Anything pressing coming up for you?
1: Um, join me on May 2nd for the Complimentary Healing Circle. That'll be at 6 PM Mountain Time on Zoom. It will not be recorded, but we will kind of uncover and and go through some of the processes that, that Baruch and I talked about today. How do you trust? How do you heal those old wounds? So, when the dip comes, you have faith that you can move forward. So, lots of healing, intuitive guidance. You can also find that link on our website.
0: And I have a program by the time you hear this, probably will be out, if not shortly thereafter, called Defy Your Number. Did you know I'm teaching the Enneagram?
1: I have no idea. I
0: am teaching the Enneagram. And now I have a program. That will walk you through everything you need to know about whatever this thing is. Bees talking about the Enneagram um, in a very clear, methodical, meaningful way. So you can check that out over on the website. And until then, shalom, salaam, namaste,
1: namaste, everyone.
0: You've been listening to the Soul Center podcast with your hosts Ariella and Baruch Halevi. If you'd like to learn more about Soul Center, please visit mysoulcenter.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mysoulcenter. And if you found meaning and inspiration in this podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear from you, to connect with you. So please reach out to us. And until then, we wish you shalom, salam, namaste.